Let the church say amen. amen. As we look into the book of Luke, the 16th chapter, beginning at the 19th through 31st verse, we greet you in the name of our Father, the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We acknowledge now and seek favor in the dispensation of this message. Stand at the reading of the Lord's divine word. For they are written in this matter. There was a rich man who was dressed in and fine linen and lived in luxury every at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Your Bible might see the crumbs fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and lick his souls. Now the time came, look here, when the beggar and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. No, notice here, I want you to look at the text says that when the beggar died, we call him Lazarus. When Lazarus died, the angels came yeah, okay, yeah. and took his soul mm. by Abraham's side. But yeah. when the yeah. rich man died, yeah. it says they buried mm. him in Hades, in hell. That's right. My goodness. Where he was tormented. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus right by his side. Y'all see that? And so he called to him, that is to say he called to Abraham, Father Abraham, have pity on me, mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in these flames. But Abraham replied, listen, son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here. And you are in agony. And besides all this between us and you, a great cavern is set in place, a goal, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot. Nor can anyone cross over from there to us. We answer. Then not a big. This is the rich 
beg you, please. Send Lazarus to my family. For I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also end up in this place of talk. Abraham replied, listen to what he said, they have Moses and the prophets. Mm -hmm. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone comes from the dead and goes to them, they will repent. Yes. He said to him, I'm not going to listen to Moses. And they will not be convinced or listen someone rises from the dead. The Lord has the blessing to the people, the givers and doers of his divine. While being meditating and praying in the spirit, I asked the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to say to the church? The Spirit responds to me, let those that have ears hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. Then he allows me this privilege to walk with him, walking with him in the midst of the Spirit. And as the mist clear away, allows me the opportunity to see a desolate place, a dark place, a place of agony and of torment. He allows the volume to be increased, increased so that I can hear mournful sounds of those who were burning in the flame. It allows me the opportunity to hear the sound and the sense, the agony and the grief and the torment of the moment. And just for that moment, I shudder in my spirit. I shake. Because the feeling, the sound, the effect in my own soul disturbs me. I know sometimes they wait for you. Crying sounds of torment in the movies. But the movies ain't got nothing on this. I know you've seen some people who have been terrorized both in the big on the big screen and on the small screen, in pretense and the reality of this cold, cruel world. But there is no comparison to the agony in hell. I need to pause because I believe we we get so caught up in doing church 
Get so caught up in the music, get so caught up in the sound, get so caught up in the religious activity that we fail to realize some very important things that are truths. That because of our relationship, our rapport through Jesus Christ that we have with God, we have escaped hell. Come on. No, 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 not even here. Because I can't even begin to describe not even the width, nor the height, nor the depth of such a lowly and horrible place. But I would argue to you, and I would suggest to you, that all you would have to do, I don't care how much money you have in the bank, I don't care how, much, how well educated you are, I don't care what your name is, I would argue right here and right now, just one real second in hell will keep you in church. Yes. <laughs> one real second in hell, if you could survive it in the physical, one real second in hell will keep you on your knees, friend. One real second in hell will keep you holding on to the gospel plow no matter what kind of distractions the world might one second, I tell you, in hell. Will convince you that nothing in this world is worth losing your soul. We allow with the opportunity the benefit, even then, with the protection of the Holy Spirit wrapped all around me, knowing that I could not survive on no level unless he protected the protection of the Holy Spirit. I can still get a sense of how lonely and how dark and how deep the despair it was for any one soul in hell. And I would argue that even with my protection, I still had no real idea. One thing I can tell you for sure. Hell is hot. The love is travels. He keeps on, keep on walking with me. Cause I need you to. I need you to stop by and visit this soul. And in the midst of the torment, in the midst of the suffering, in the midst of the burning, in the midst of the crying, in the midst of the tones of agony. He speaks to me. And he says to me, in life, you didn't know me, but you know a lot of me. And in life, that which I represented, many, maybe even you, preacher, you have this like me, or as I was. Because so many people get caught up in the pursuit of things that have no real eternal value. They may have bad value on this side. They may be important on this side. There may be things 
eye of man craves to have. And he will even go to the point to where he will get so distracted and in his ignorance, he will sell his soul for temporary things. Now some of you may be thinking I'm only talking about witches. Some of you may be thinking I'm talking about diamonds and and money in the bank, fancy cars, and, and fine homes. That is the distraction of some, but that's not really the distraction of most. For the enemy is deceitful, and he is the father of lies, and he is quick to catch you up, catch us, catch us up in things. Once we get our mind and our eyes off the main attraction, then he will get us caught up in some district, in some distraction. And every distraction then causes action that pull you further and further away from things that have real value into things that have no value. My distraction in life was riches, and I see him. Sister Petrie, even as he speaks to him, and I recall in my own mind, I, he never stops moving. He never stops as though he was burning. And he, even in the midst of his conversation with me, he continues to be in agony because in hell, the agony never ceases. You never ever stop being tormented. There is no recess. There is no vacation. There is no time out. There is no sleep. There is no slumber. The torment continues. And there is no day and there is no night in hell. There is no breathing. How's hell? But he seeks to talk to me and to conversate with me. Brother Ray, he wants to communicate with me now because he, he knows that in his own fate and in the rest of, of his existence, which shall go on for eternity, he knows that he is condemned to this place. Not because God never loved him, but because of the separation that he brought on himself. He knows, Brian, that he's locked in forever more. But he seeks, he seeks to communicate with me. And he says, because it's important, you a preacher, are you still on the other side? side. You still live in you. You still have a voice. You still have an opportunity to cry out to everybody. Everybody regardless of their color. Regardless of their situation. Regardless of how much money they have. Regardless of their gender. Regardless of their mindset. Cry out to them anyway. And tell them hell is hot. The agitation is in his condemnation. I said the agitation is in his condemnation because Moses is not a momentary suffering. He knows that he is on lockdown. 
forever now. There is no escape in this place. The agitation that he has, and he now agitated because he realizes as he recants the situation, he recants it to me very clearly. He says, I was dumb, I was ignorant. He, he puts down on himself, even as he continues to twitch and to move in the torment of his condition. And he says to me, I was crazy. Says, I was so busy being caught up in the lullaby of the world that I didn't realize I was exchanging this for my And while some people think that the only way the devil will distract you from the eternal mansion and glory is by trying to get you to buy into money, houses, land, and cars, jewelry, he says that the enemy is smarter than that. Mm -hmm. Some of you will lose your soul. Because you refuse to love your enemies. You're mad at people. And because you are so focused on making sure that you never ever forgive them, you're so focused on making sure that they get what they deserve. You have become distracted and you're not able to forgive them. And you don't know if it's a trade-off. They're gonna beat you to heaven. You're gonna go to hell. And then he looks at me again all over. He says, cause hell is Get caught up. Trying to make sure that you get back at your enemies. Running after things that are trifling, that have no real value. It's so easy to get caught up and then some of you are not going to make it to heaven, to that great place where the wicked ceases from troubling and the weary can be at rest. You won't be able to go there because you keep on telling the Lord tomorrow. I'm going to give, I'm going to give. I'm going to give my life tomorrow. I, 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 I'm going to get on board tomorrow. I, I'm going, I, I promise you I'm going to do it. I cannot give my life today. I'm going to give it tomorrow because today I've got some things I need to take care of. I can't give my life today because, I, because, because today right now there's still some wild oats that I want to sow. Y'all looking at me like y'all don't believe what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, it's real in life. There are some people who are right there sitting in a pew somewhere. And they hear the word of God. They hear the Holy Spirit saying, give their, live your life today, right now. And they refuse to get up from where they are because they are still fascinated about what the day is going to break. But they don't realize that one day there was a man who says, I'm going to pull down these bars. I'm going to build me Singapore. But the Spirit said, tonight thou fool, thy soul shall be required. 
And that same voice that the man heard with the bond, I called him Brother Bonds. That same voice, somebody gonna hear tonight. Somebody going to hear this afternoon. Somebody going to hear in a few minutes that same voice that says right now your soul is required of you. And then it will be too late to try to give your life to God because he gave you all this opportunity to get on board. And you're going to find just like the rich man found out. Hell. interrupted because he needs a moment to try to find some kind of composure in the midst of his torment to continue to exhort me in the way that he wants to exhort me but he says he, he says I lived for years in a nice mansion I, I had it all I fared luxuriously in life plenty of food to eat clothes to wear. I had people who I could call in and tell them to go here and they would go there and I had people I could ask them to do this and they would do that whatever I bid it, whatever I wanted and then every day, every day of my life on that side, even now he cries out I was dumb, I was crazy, I had a chance cause God sent me a reminder and laid him at my gate. Listen, listen. Sometimes he tells me in his brokenness, sometimes we're missing God's reminder that he places at our gate to let us know, to foreshadow, to proclaim, to prophetically give us the opportunity to see what's coming our way. He said, I couldn't see it because I was so blind. It was not only my reminder, but it was also my opportunity to change. Write it down if you're taking notes. I want you to remember every day that you say good morning and every breath that you take and make every time you inhale, every time you exhale, it, is a, it ought to remind you that you still have this opportunity, this chance, this moment that good God Almighty has given us in order to be about our Father's business and he will sit at your gate a reminder as to how it is we really need to put our priorities how it is we need to really allow our steps to be how it is we need to get ourselves together and realize that sooner or later we're going to have to answer yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. every deed done in this. Yeah. Yeah. 
body. He says, I saw Lazarus. I saw Lazarus at the gate. And in my messed up mind, he tells me, Pauline, in my messed up I allowed the enemy to separate me from my brother. In life, I never would have declared Lazarus to be my brother. In life, I never wanted to have any real dealings with him. In life, I didn't want to have any association with him. As a matter of fact, most times, I felt like he never should have carried himself his ugly self. Nasty, disgusting self. Every day, hanging out around my beautiful gay, my my gay. But I've now since learned this. That the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. And because I needed to understand that, I want you to understand that the earth is the Lord. He gives to whomever he wants to give and takes away from whomever, and nobody can stop him. You need to learn how to be able to say, blessed be the name of the Lord in every condition you find yourself in. Realize, number one, that grace got you where you are. Amen. Not because you were so good. Not because you were so smart. He struggles, he looks at me and he says, I cannot implore on you hard enough Tell my brothers. I said, you're talking about the five brothers that I know that you have. He said, no, need you to understand, preacher. I don't just have five brothers. Every man is my brother. And every woman is my sister. And don't ever allow the devil to separate you from your brothers and your sisters. And I said, well, why? And he looked at me and said, you haven't realized, because hell, it's hot. Yes. Don't allow separation based upon education. Don't allow separation based upon wealth. Don't allow separation based upon, based upon reputation. But he says to me, remember this, we are all brothers and sisters, and whatever happens to one can happen to the other. He said, I saw Lazarus at the gates that I used to think was my gates. He twists more, struggles more with the torment. He cries and he mourns. Bows sometimes and shakes. Not because he's cold. He wished for one cold day. But from 
burning. And he says to me, he says, that the reason why the separation is important because you, you can't go to that good place with Abraham. Father Abraham, you can't be there where the mansions are. You can't be in that place where the pearl gates are and the streets are made with gold. You can't go there and have separation between you and your brother because you can't have a unity with God and separation with others, you see. He says, remember this, how can you say that you love God? Whom you've never seen, but hate your brother who you see. I see him. My heart goes out to him in the midst of his struggling. And, and in the back of my mind, I remember, remember Lady Carrington. I remember, I know that his fate now is sealed. There are no words that he can say right now. He can't say, I profess the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. I accept him into my, he can't say it. It's too late. He can't say, now Lord, I'll run for you. I'll, I'll preach for you. I'll suffer for you. I'll turn in everything. He can't do it because it's too late. All he can tell me is, hey, it's hot. I pray down I have to cry with him. Yes. Because I know he's lost. And he said, people say that God loves us too much to allow any soul to be in a place like this. Come on now. I want to remind you that the Bible is clear that when it comes down to the lake of fire, which is separate from hell, the lake of fire was designed for the devil and his angels. Read the text, read the scripture, and I'll tell you that the lake of fire was designed for the devil and his angels. But every soul that has not been covered by the blood, Come on. after the judgment day, they will be thrown into the lake of fire. Y'all don't want to hear what I'm telling you, but I'm trying to tell you the truth. I need you to wake up this morning and hear these words that I'm telling you. That every soul that has not been saved and sealed by the blood of the Lamb, every time that has not confessed him as King of kings and Lord of lords on this side, every spirit, every soul that has not given their life to Christ. After the judgment. That was prepared for the devil and his angels. And not because that's the way God wanted it. You can't live a life of separation from God and then expect to be with God eternally. You cannot live a life of separation from God and then expect to spend eternity with him. It doesn't work like that. He spends eternity with those that know him. My sheep know my voice, and another voice they will not answer. Saul is adamant 
in the torment, he's surrounding the darkness. He shakes and he quivers from the pain. And he says, you will never ever get used to. It will never become so common and familiar because it's new every moment. It burns all the time. And I know that I cannot get out of it. But not only am I burning, but I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah. And some of you don't really realize that right now you have just a little bit of thirst, but you need to have a whole lot of thirst because I want you to be thirsty enough not so that you can run and get a glass of water, but I want to offer you something that, that you can say, oh, taste and see. Yes, Catch on fire. Cry for the one that has put their hands on the gospel plow, but yet now have turned back. Cry for the one who are determined that God does not exist. Cry for the blasphemers. God's only sin that is not forgivable is blaspheming against. The Holy Spirit cried. For they do not know this place. And no man really knows. He stops and burns a little while long. No man knows this place. And no man ever wants to know this place. And he says to me, I know I got some kinfolk here. I know I have some relatives here. And I wish to God that at one time when they were living on the other side, I cried out to Abraham and I said, Father Abraham, if you don't mind, please send last. He said, I really was kind of caught up in myself. And, and so I told him first hell is hot. Oh. I just let him just let him touch my tongue. I just want a little relief from this. In life. Remember, remember, in life, you had servants who you could tell to go here and to go there. And they would honor your request because you had it like that. But also in life, the same Lazarus laid at your gate every day. Your desire right now is just for a drip. 
mind if you shake your head and say, what a shame. The Zion is looking at your cross. Y'all not saying anything. Somebody is looking at your crumbs. But now he corrects me and reminds me they're not your crumbs. Because mm -hmm. it's not your table. Because it's not your plate. Because it's not your meal. Because the earth is the Lord's. But because you get distracted, you think that it belongs to you because the Lord has given you stewardship. not even asking you for the entree. Not asking you for the dessert. You won't even release your crumbs. So the Lazarus said, but you want him now to dip his finger in the tip of his finger in some water. Touch the tip of your tormented tongue. Can't do it. He says, Oh, but Abraham, hell is hot. Oh. He says, There is a great gulf, a great chasm between where he is and where you are. So that even if Lazarus desired, to accommodate you, he cannot. Nobody from there can come down. And then nobody that's down here will ever, ever be able to go up. Now, don't get me here. Somebody should have recognized what I'm saying. There will never be a do-over. Come on. This is your condemnation. For eternity. Yes, yes, yes. I've got brothers and sisters. I, I don't see them. I just know they're here. Some of you saved people in here today. Some of your closest family members are going to go to hell. And you won't even open up your mouth. Because your position is, that's on them. <coughs> but if you ever really knew how hot hell is, you don't hear what I'm saying. I see him twitching again. I see him struggling. I see him hurting again. I see the discomfort, the disfiguration of his face. I, I see the contortions in his being. And he says, listen, 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 listen. You don't even want this on your 
worship in him. I don't care what they've been talking about. I don't care how they have mishandled you. I don't care the evils that they have done. I don't care how dark and how terribly disturbing their actions and deeds to you and others have been. You don't want rapists to come down here. You don't want murderers to come down. You really don't want nobody to experience because hell is hot. says right now, if you would let me just on the other side, I preach every day. I give everything for the soul of one person. I wouldn't get tired. I wouldn't get frustrated. I wouldn't get aggravated. Those things would not have any kind of botheration over it because I now know Now I feel the Holy Spirit withdrawing me and telling me it's time to go. And a part of me, not for eternity, but for a part of me wants to stay there and talk with him a little while longer because I want to glean from him. I want to get from him every piece of advice, every little wisdom that he could give me. I want him to have an unchangeable mark in my spirit. I want him to be so profound in me to whereas I will never, ever forget and never, ever get distracted by the things of this world. Spirit tells me, we have to go. Man, I pulled back. I say to him, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you just now realizing the value of your soul. just now realize the value of your soul. He sees me withdrawing and he cries out. Go on back, Tell everybody that you meet. Let them know God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but they can have everlasting life. Go back now and let them know that the wages uh, of sin is death. Come on, come on. And that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus the Christ. 
When you go back there, I tell everybody at St. Mary, let them know what advantage is a man to gain the whole world. And then turn around and lose his soul. Tell them loud so that every man, woman, boy, and girl will have this clarity. And that in all of your life, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yes, and the Lord's righteousness. And all other things shall be added unto you. And I know sometimes you may get frustrated. And sometimes I you might get discouraged. Well, uh, but always remember that uh, whatever a man sows, yeah. uh, that shall uh, he also reap. Oh, yeah. Go on and toil while you have the time. Because that time that has been uh, will be no more. Oh, yeah. And don't ever get in the place where you esteem one man greater than some other man. Remember that God has no respect of person. Him alone. And proclaim to the world that one day the Lord shall return. Oh Lord. And when the Lord returns, he's gonna come back for the sinner and the saint. And everybody will have to stand before the judgment bar. Oh yeah, and somebody go hear the Lord saying, depart from me. See, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Some deacon and some preaching, some usher and some choir member are going to say, but we sang in the choir, love. We preached in the pulpit, love. We took care of the work of the church, oh yeah. And how is it that you tell us right now that you never knew us, oh yeah. And he gonna tell them when I was hungry, when I was naked, you put no clothes on my back. When I was incarcerated, when I was in the sick room, you did not even drop by to visit me. 
to hell because hell is hell. And I read and I told the Lord, Master, save me. I'm a rich sinner. I can't save myself, but I'm ready to give you my life because I want to be ready. Yeah. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Walking by the Jerusalem. Just like John. I want you to pray with me now. For those who are lost. For those that are still caught up in the world, some believing there is no God, some believing that God loves us so much he would never allow us to go to hell. But see, it's our choice. Did you hear what I'm saying? It's our choice. God says nothing shall separate you from my love. But no thing can never separate you. But if you choose to walk away from God, he ain't going to force you. So that's my prayer. My prayer. I'm going to sit in one of these chairs right here. I want you to pray with me. Come on. Get ready. Just come on.
I'm back. Yes. I yes. I'm back because I want to lend my voice. I want to give my voice. I want to give my spirit. I want to give my life to the cause of crying to a dying world that you can be saved. Come on, I want you to confess you to rededicate your life. And say 100, 100, 100, 100, 99 and a half. Why the Lord is speaking to you, don't, don't. Don't deny his voice. But make this choice. For God I'll live. For God I'm going to while the blood runs warm in your veins, don't resist the Holy Spirit. But make up in your mind, Lord, you got me. I ain't going nowhere. I need you to renew my faith. Restore my joy. I need you. I need you to make me impervious, impenetrable. I need you to cover me. I, I need you to guide me. I need your wisdom. I, I, I need your direction. I need you to order my steps. Well, I have this chance. What is he saying to you? Maybe you need prep. If that's you, I want you to come. Come on. Get ready. Come on, for those who are listening to my voice from wherever you are, I need you to get ready. Please, passion, come on, come on, come on, everybody get ready. I want you to walk in it's a beautiful place. Jerusalem. Just like John. Come on, come on. Don't let this woman pass. You know that the Spirit is, is talking. And the Lord has plans for you. I want you to just get up and I just want you to just, as the Lord orders, I want somebody's crying, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want to be ready. I want to be ready, I want to be ready today. I want to walk in, tied down. I want to walk in Jerusalem Just like John Somebody else, somebody else Maybe not even in this building But maybe in this building You know what God has done in your life So you can say thank God He got me ready Trying to close, but I gotta be obedient. Thank God. A long time ago, He got me ready. 
he did. I'm here. Jerusalem. My mom. I made it. Just like John. As we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, let us say this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Pastor Kevin Williams here, thanking you for joining us in for today's broadcast, hoping that it will be a blessing to you as we look at how somebody is talking to Eve. Be blessed. This was perhaps one of the most heart-wrenching, soul-touching messages in a while. I thoroughly enjoyed preaching it, and I hope you enjoyed receiving it. Now, we want to encourage you, if you'd like to support the ministry, give us a call at 337-319-2846, St. Mary Congregational Church. But whatever you do, bow down on your knees and ask the Lord to bless us, because our desire is that somebody be saved. Until next time. This is Pastor Wade with St. Mary Congregational Church, SMCC Ministries. God bless you and may he keep you as our prayer.